0: And this is a uh, another one of my maternity leave records, hence the sound quality. So apologies. Um, this is an audience q and a episode, and it's about how to deal with intense fear and anxiety over like imminent pain or suffering and then also tips for suffering in the kind of limbo of a constant constantly breaking up relationship where somebody where you're the one that's kind of crawling back and asking back into a terrible relationship. So the first one I'm going to address is about the pain and powerlessness. Um the person that wrote to me, this is a really painful situation to be in. So feel for you and hang in there so she asks about um the problems in the world the current basically world situation all the terrible things you can think of and um also somebody who's close to her who is suffering from a serious illness like basically how to deal with the fears and um manage the anxiety over those real and imminent things like not hypothetical. So I want to isolate the problem and the goal in the face of that problem, because obviously it's really easy to get upset when things are bad and imminent and there's real pain you will experience and are experiencing currently in anticipation of that. And that feeling can paralyze and make you feel powerless, which in itself is traumatizing. When it comes to experiencing extreme pain, most important is that you retain your power, and like a sense of agency, like you have a a sense of control, or, or there's some action that you can take. You can, you can be active somehow. So that means over, you know, whatever tiny thing you can affect, doing something so that you're not just a victim and you're not just receiving the pain, um, and that'll just give you some relief. Just helping. The situation in any shape or form, so that includes um, helping somebody else that's in a similar state of pain, or volunteering in a cause that is somehow related to your the source of your pain. Anything vicarious. It's really just important for you to be active in improving the situation somehow. <clears throat> Past that, for the person that asked this question. The first thing I want you to ask yourself is, do I have any power in this situation? Can I alter the outcome? If the answer is no, then you really just have to manage the feelings themselves. That's the only thing you can affect. The second question I have to, you have to ask yourself is, is this feeling, the feeling I'm having, necessary to my survival or to the situation? Like, is the worry and the pain helping? Is it activating me or is it disabling me? And is it required for me to take actions? Um, Like, is the pain needed somehow? Am I able to do more good because of my acute attention to this pain? Or am I doing less good? Like, am I less capable? Case in point, when I was in college, I was a media studies major and watching all the Panama Deception and reading all Noam Chomsky, I was destroyed by the information. Like I couldn't, it, knowing all of the terrible things made me get so depressed that I couldn't actively do anything. So I had to not take in that information because it disables me. Now I know that I can't take in a lot of depressing stuff that I can't affect because it does the opposite. It makes me inactive. So that's like a learning experience. So I want you to kind of give yourself that same test. It does pain, does information um, that's really devastating help? Just feeling pain around things that I can't affect help, or does it disable me? So after you know if the situation is hurting you and your ability to act on anything positive, and I'm not saying like you have control. I'm, I mean we're gonna get there, but it's not like it's your fault if you have been suffering this pain and you're like um you haven't been able to do anything to stop it because a lot of the times it is just involuntary we get really overwhelmed and we don't have the tools and then we just suffer so um so if you know that you're unable to change the outcome of the situation so your goal is really to alter your relationship to the fearful events regardless of what they are because when you are in a calm state of mind you can act more intelligently period just whoever you are, you're, when you're calm, you're using more of your brain and you're using smarter parts of your brain um, than when you're in fear. You can also be more helpful to others and be more present. So in the case of losing somebody, you can actually enjoy your time with that person more so. So what to do if this is your situation? Basically remind yourself of the fact that you only exist In this moment right now. This is the only thing you can affect right now. What is in your immediate vicinity and sphere of access right at this very second? To focus on anything past that is really a a bad habit of focus. It's more like a compulsion. But it it truly distracts you from the only important and relevant entity. The only thing that actually exists is this moment right now. Now. Now, 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 now. And that is your life, this moment. Not the future, not will, what will be. Because even if you are told what's going to happen, you have no idea what is to come. You cannot affect that. It doesn't exist yet. And if you're not doing your best with this very moment, you are literally wasting your life. So this is what you can affect. This is the only thing that's important to you right now. And so I want you to only look at how you approach at any given moment, that moment itself, as a kind of a sort of measure for uh, where you spend your life, what your life is made of. So if you're spending it worried or distracted by the future, you're robbing yourself of a large sum of your life just because it's taking away part of your experience. So the goal is really to teach yourself deliberately not to do that based on just this knowledge and understanding of that being an illogical bad habit. So think of this goal as like a pure effort to stay completely in the present moment as though it's like an uber active meditation. Um, because being in this present moment is very long when you're in it. It's like a, it it suspends things in such a different way. Um, So actively savoring the present moment as much as you possibly can. I used to do this a lot when I would get sad about when my grandma, I knew my grandma was going to pass away soon. It was like I would start to think about it and I'd start to cry and then I'm like, wait, I'm wasting the time I'm in right now. It's kind of a compulsion that removes you from participation. You're skipping ahead and your anticipation of the future is worse than the actual future. Also... When we have a habit of believing that we know what's going to happen, airplane, subconsciously, we are always partly in that imagination of the future. We're coloring our present, we're coloring the experience of now by living into that future moment. So I have some, I guess, a couple tiny little tools. That are in varying degrees of the situation if you're the type of person that's just suffering because you're reading too much news or you're like taking in too many overwhelmingly terrible current events this first tool is called a ratio reset I basically want you to do a cleanse of information and alter your I want you to alter your relationship to the information you in, you ingest and decide what is Helping you and what is disabling you? Is anything activating positive things in your life or is it hurting you and making you paralyzed? So maybe you need to cut off from it a bit more. For example, maybe you're listening to news all the way home and all the way to work and that is making your worldview very dark and scary. Think about the sources of the negative information. How can you filter that out? and <clears throat> that can be a really simple thing. It could be just like doing that on three out of the f- you know five driving days of the week. So don't don't think of it as so black and white. The next tool I have for you, I've given before on another pad- podcast a long time ago. It's one of my favorites. I use it all the time. It's a mantra and it's basically I am not psychic. And I would relate this kind of to Buddhist non-attachment um, because it means you remind yourself you are, you are anticipating a certain outcome that you cannot anticipate. And in that process, you're attaching to something. You have expectations. You're, you're attaching to an idea in the future. And so just to remind yourself, you are not psychic. You cannot know what will happen. And remind yourself, whatever you're thinking will happen, you're wrong. And that should be a comfort to you. Whether it's something good or bad in the future, stay away, Stay aware of the fact that you are unable to anticipate the outcome. And whatever your brain is telling you is going to happen, you are wrong. You only exist in the present. This is the only moment that you live in and you ever live in. So just remind yourself, you are wrong. And let that be a gift. Um, the next tool I have is really basic. be seen um if you are suffering because you are anticipating loss, it's really helpful just to be seen and understood completely in your suffering, like truly witnessed. It's really healing, and that has to be done by people who really understand you completely who authentically, deeply know um, what you're going through. And so that would be like people that have experienced the pain themselves um, or are experiencing the pain themselves or people who um, just, I would say, can relate to you in a very true way. So a help group, a therapist, um, or someone that's seasoned by life, like a loved one. Choose that person wisely, and that just their presence and witnessing you in pain is such a soothing feeling. So know that if you're in this kind of situation, whatever it is, the resistance is really what hurts. Like the the no 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 that that feeling of uh, terror. It's like an attempt to control what is, to kind of unknow what you already know, what already exists. So that process is traumatizing, the clenching, the struggling to control the pain, which is ironic because we're we're trying to control pain by creating pain for ourselves. When we do this struggling, it's because some part of us isn't ready to accept what we already know. So it's kind of a soothing mechanism gone wrong in that we're adding this kind of, illusion of control that that hurts so it's it's almost like a, a more poisonous second arrow um in that we're we're struggling to control our our powerlessness that said sometimes we aren't ready to know the truth fully and look at it fully and to receive all of the information at once can be really exhausting and really overwhelming so don't judge yourself it's a delicate process and we do what we need to survive and sometimes that means we have to bide our time for a little while and live in a dream and not wake up just yet so if you've taken breaks from reality to manage the pain in whatever way you're doing it, don't be too hard on yourself because it's survival. And just, we do what we got to do. So move on from it as soon as you can. Don't lump on more judgment. And if you can help yourself, avoid um, avoid the resistance to knowing. Just It's almost like the goal is to not be self-destructive in the process. And just really to move through it as, as with as much grace as you can muster know that this is just another day and there will be many more days in the future that are happy and some that are sad and some that are boring and some that are overwhelming and filled with joy. And we are but a speck in the universe, a blip in time. Your job is just to grow and do your best during your time on this earth. So just let go of what is not your job to control and attempt to simply be as best as you can. And I say that all with the caveat that life is sometimes very difficult, and take this advice only if it helps. In many ways, the pain of life is the stuff of life. It's what grows us and changes us the most dramatically, which is a terrible, beautiful gift, one that expands your depth as an individual and gives you greater capacity for love and appreciation. So hang in there and remember, this is the dark side of the light. And in context, it is what makes your life great and deep and meaningful. And it helps you know you're alive. To love is to live. To care is to have meaning in your life. Without that, you're nothing and life means nothing. So it is a blessing to care so much that you hurt Alrighty, I hope that helped. Um, so the second question I'm answering is for somebody that wrote to me about not being able to leave a bad relationship, basically in a, a nonstop loop of being broken up with and then begging to be taken back by this person that's not very loving to them. And in that moment of being in that limbo where you're begging to be taken back by somebody that's treating you like garbage, um, how to alleviate the pain and what to do about the severe pain of missing this person, and also is it okay to go on Tinder and date other people as a way to alleviate pain in, in that limbo? So the first thing I want to say is if you are in a situation like this, you are not weak or crazy or stupid just because you were acting like a person who doesn't respect themselves like you are ironically very strong because you can tolerate a ton of shit and not feel it as much as others might there are a variety of causes to this type of situation originally Um, so I would guess that you either grew up taking care of yourself or taking care of others or you are a rebel as a younger person, or you have always been a caregiver or a mini-adult, or maybe you had trauma early on in your life, or maybe you said, fuck you, to authority, or you just never learned how to recognize people who are narcissistic and selfish manipulators, or maybe you don't have um, a, a picture of who you want to be with, or maybe you have never learned what a person is like who is a a cheater or a narcissist or maybe you just have a higher tolerance than other people to misbehavior regardless once you're in it in in like a relationship like this it's really another set of reasons that you can't get out of it i would say chief among them is humiliation When we start to get humiliated, it reinforces the sense of deserving kind of the shame, and it kind of normalizes it. So the repetition reinforces the shame, and then it also creates the threshold we have for this act, no matter how heinous. Also, when you are confused by your own ability to tolerate something and your lack of ability to escape it, it redefines your image of yourself. You become someone deserving of this thing because you're taking it. And it makes you hate yourself and then even begin to punish that self. So why do we originally get caught in a situation like this to begin with? Often that is a severe fear of loss Um, or a chemical addiction to the relationship itself just like drugs we can be addicted to the chemical highs of a relationship it has everything to do with how you feel when everything is good in the relationship so it's like a rush just like cocaine and if you took away everything about this person you could probably see that the majority of why you're stuck in it has everything to do with the chemical gushes like the actual details themselves of this person, like who they are, what they stand for, etc., you probably don't like them very much. You might even wish you hated them, but you know you can't quit them. So it's really common to get into a relationship like this and then beg to be back together with a person who maybe you're even lying to your friends and family that you even are seeing them, let alone allowing them to treat you like shit. So the lying also compounds the power of the shame because what smart person would do such a stupid thing? It just becomes too shameful to talk to anybody about, even yourself. So you kind of go all in and double down on, this is me and my life. And then the more you tolerate, the more you can tolerate. It expands your threshold and lowers your bar. So you might find yourself in amazingly degrading circumstances, kind of shocked at yourself, wondering, why am I doing this? So more important to this topic, and the reason you're probably listening to this is what do you do about it? Well, how do you get over a person um, that you're addicted to or at least manage the painful obsessing you might do over them? Um, well, just like any addiction, it's the way out is you either fall really hard or You do everything you possibly can to enable yourself to be stronger, to resist it. Support. It's all about growing a sense of support. The original question that was asked is, is it okay to go on Tinder and try and hook up with somebody else just to slightly numb the pain? I mean, it almost doesn't matter because you're really, the problem is not going to be solved by that. The problem will be solved by building the base stronger. So do what you got to do. I don't judge. The actions you take now are not really relevant to the bigger picture, in my humble opinion. I would say the less judgment you can add to your plate, the better. But obviously, you can answer the question yourself. It's not a great solution, but it's also not going to kill you. The goal in this situation is to give yourself some more power, because currently, you are in a state of reacting to someone else's whims, which is why you have no control. And that powerlessness It just feels terrible. You're only, you're at the whim of somebody else. You're, you're reacting. You have no control. So what I want you to focus on is expanding your foundation in yourself, because right now you probably don't know yourself well, or why the hell you're in love with somebody um, or insanely attached to someone you don't like and who treats you like crap. So the goal being, so you can feel more in command of yourself and your actions and also suffer less less humiliation, suffer less pain uh, and longing for this other person. Um, So by expanding your foundation, I mean growing your confidence and growing your self-love. And that can be really simple. Just doing things like being nice to yourself, very, very basic self-care, making sure you're fed, being nice to yourself when you prepare food for yourself. Preparing nice baths for yourself. Basically treat yourself like you're you're aging, adorable grandmother and you're you're being very gentle. And then expand your foundation by adding in more things that make up your life. So forcing yourself to hang out with friends even though you're not interested. Forcing yourself to take care of your physical body, like going to uh, health classes, fitness classes. Um, Investing in the other parts of your life, even if your heart's not in it in the moment. I know the addiction part of this equation is baffling. Um, When you have a certain kind of chemistry uh, and you're lacking any kind of escape in your regular everyday life, like if you don't have an everyday drug, you know, um, it's really easy to get hooked on something like a chemical relationship. So in order to break the spell, often you have to get sick enough of the lows And, um, enough that you are like, this is actually destroying me. Um, or you have to witness it destroy your life. Like you have to kind of hit bottom. I'm not saying you should wait for that, but I'm saying that's what I've seen work the most effectively uh, is like literally like a drug addiction. You have to hit bottom or you have to grow back the conviction in yourself and your, uh, your truth. Like you have to remember the truth and honor that with your actions, despite the withdrawals. So I'm, I would literally treat this situation as a drug addiction and take steps to help yourself, despite yourself, because your heart won't be in it for quite a while. So I'm going to be very directive. If you are in a bad relationship, and you're with somebody that is not treating you right, you need to leave it. I want you to, like, literally scream at yourself in the mirror, what the fuck am I doing? The next time you go, you go back to this person I want you to like stare at yourself in the mirror and say like what the fuck are you doing? Like be very confrontational with yourself. You cannot return to a person that treats you like shit. You cannot do it. You are destroying yourself in this process and you need to stop this habit. So just keep the confrontations happening. Keep being really severe in like your awareness of this not being okay. Don't like kind of keeps acquiescing and keeps saying like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing this. It's a big problem and it needs to stop. You need to confront it. It's not okay. It's never going to be okay. You need to stop tolerating it and you need to take it seriously and start to help yourself leave it. I know that a large part of this is thinking, but I have nothing else in my life that's good. I have nothing else in my life that will make me happy. You can have it but you actually have to believe that that's possible for yourself. And currently, this is hurting you. I know that when you're in the withdrawal stage, it feels so intensely painful that that, isn't, isn't in, a reason not, you know, that in itself is a reason not to leave because of that pain, but you've got to trust that that will, will end and you have to stay the course. Your body will recover, your chemicals will soothe, but it'll take a while. So I want you to think of another time in your life when you were able to overcome a really powerful um, bad habit or something chemical, like saying no to a donut even. So this is like the same thing, but on a much bigger scale. This is the giant donut. So if you're wondering why you're still with somebody who doesn't treat you well and doesn't covet you, maybe they tell you they will change and they don't, it's probably because you're in love and I don't mean that like this is a reason to be in the relationship I'm, I just mean like there are valid reasons why you're in this it's not you're not stupid the idea of being with them is a wonderful one and it's a beautiful one and that's it's completely human it makes complete sense but that's not enough It's not enough that somebody loves you. It's not enough that you love them. They have to be capable of loving you. And they have to be capable of treating you the way you deserve to be treated. So you're in a loop right now that's similar to kind of a gambler. Every time you're brought back into this loop, it's like everything seems possible. And you, you know, the promises are flowing or the hope is there again. And you're kind of back in the zone Of no pain. Because like that addiction is engaged once again. You're in a loop. And I want you to start to recognize. The stages of this loop. So that you can affect. um, The trajectory in the window. When you have the most control. Addictions are like big chemical distractions. That allow you to go on a mini roller coaster. um, Of highs. But they cause such major emotional scars in the process so as a starting point if this sounds like you i want you to face this fact you are a junkie and this is not a real love because it hurts you it's not a mutual love because it's at the cost of you and that in itself is not loving that is a basic fact it is selfish And it might not feel like this in the experience of this other person, but that's a fact. The person is not loving to you, and this relationship is not loving to you. So I want you to define this in your mind as what it is, a terrible affliction. It's an addiction that you must begin to separate from yourself, one positive action at a time. And yeah, it won't happen all at once, but it will happen. I think, you know, it takes an average of seven times to leave a relationship like this. So don't feel like it's not possible for you. It's more about making as much progress as you can in the windows of clarity in between the cycle of the breakup. So... When you have clarity and you can see this is not good and I need to get out of this relationship, I want you to work as rapidly as you possibly can and make as much progress as you possibly can and basically feel the harsh reality of what you're trapped in and run as much as you can. Like run, Make as many positive moves and grab for as much help as you possibly can. Tell as many friends as you can. Get as many people involved. Grab all the kind of stabilizing, helpful resources. You you can inform others of, like, how bad it is. Whatever you can in resources, grab them. In addition to that, I want you to take up as many other passions or possibly chemically enjoyable things as possible. I know that sounds terrible, but, like, things like exercise, travel, I don't know, shopping chocolate things that will give you like a little bit of a chemical buffer anything to get your mind onto something else and I want you to know even when you're in that moment of fear and like grasping like I can't let go I can't this is the only thing that makes me happy there will be another relationship in your future that will be just as intoxicating and joy-filled that isn't harmful to you you have to learn the hard lessons first to get to that one you have to choose health and happiness in order to get to health and happiness and you know maybe you're in this relationship because you're in love with the idea of someone that idea exists inside you and it's a beautiful idea and that's the thing you should have i want you to make it a promise to yourself that you will have the thing you want you will be in a happy relationship in your future, and it is possible for you. But you have to act as a person who deserves love, starting right now. I want you to also know if you are afraid of loss, or uh, you you're afraid you can't let go, you are attaching an idea of future pain to this person, and that doesn't it won't be what you think it is. Let go of the future. Let go of the grasping. That instinct to hold on, is come. it's misdirected. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe you're stuck in this relationship right now because you know you can't leave it just yet because you don't have the willpower built up yet. But you will. You just have to commit to trying and not stop trying until you get there. Whatever you do, don't give up. Just because you don't get out this time doesn't mean you won't get out the next time. So Don't give up on yourself and don't lose sight of the goal to get out of this loop, to grow back your self-respect and self-love and cut off something that is hurtful to you. Uh, you will get there. So don't hate on yourself just because you haven't been strong enough to leave yet. All the people that have been in your shoes were smart, capable, intelligent individuals. It's just a, a kind of a deadly combo that gets you stuck here. Um, so I hope that helps. And <laughs> take the get addicted to chocolate <laughs> advice with a grain of salt. <laughs> okay. Um, so in closing, I want to thank my latest monthly sponsors. Um, one is a fellow podcaster, Natasia from Brodette Nation. Your email made my day. Thank you so much. Another mom. You're amazing. Um, and I would love to check out your podcast. So thank you so much for your, your monthly donation. And anyone else who's listening, if you have the means, donations help make this possible. And if you appreciate this work, um, it means a lot to me. And uh, if you have time for a review on iTunes or on SoundCloud, those help me out as well. And if you've recently been through a breakup, you can check out the breakup album for sale in the store on yaywithme.com. And thank you for those of you who have given me feedback. It's really great um, to hear you're enjoying it. Thanks. With that, don't forget to smile.